If the church keeps doing what it has been doing for decades in connection to disciple making, we will continue to see a decline in Christianity in our time. Hmm. The stats say that too. I've seen reports. Because when we began to believe a small gospel that was man-centered and focused on our afterlife in heaven, while we just kept attending church, trying not to sin here on earth, we lost the one true mission of the church, Hmm. make disciples. Okay. There's no better time than today to start changing our minds getting some equipping, changing the church, and starting to change the world in light of what Jesus commanded us to do and promised us he would do with us, right? Yeah. He didn't even tell us to go to church every Sunday or to read a Bible every week or to, like, go it to was church. literally Those go... Those words never came out of Jesus' mouth. No. And this isn't, that's not a slam. Please, no. go be with the church. But make disciples. Your building's not a church. Yeah, make disciples. Yeah. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. All right. How you doing today? I am feeling more rested than I have in a really long time. And that's because, I think I've been sharing with you, I've been getting some back-to-back vacations, not like week after week after week, but in the last several months, we're kind of catching up after two years and nothing, given what was going on in the world. But last week, I was able to do an amazing trip on a boat uh, through the San Juan Islands up here in the Puget Sound. If you've never seen the Puget Sound in the Pacific Northwest, it's... It's all saltwater, whales and seals and porpoises and all that stuff. It's like God drug his hand up hundreds and hundreds of miles up into the mainland from the coast. So it's all saltwater, but it's real flat. And we went from island to island, stayed at different ports, ate different food, fished, collect oysters and ate those. It was amazing. And uh, it was pretty darn restful. I sent a picture of myself on the trip to Tina and... She was like, I don't know if I've ever seen you look more rested and relaxed. It was amazing. And that's kind of how I felt. I got to be honest with you. So I'm feeling pretty good. I hope you're doing pretty good. Hey, I'm also guessing you're looking toward another ministry year. Depending on when you're hearing this, if you're hearing it right when we're dropping this episode, you're probably looking toward another ministry year, getting started and wondering what will be different or how you'll start to move the needle when it comes to your discipleship systems and reproduction. Am I right? And if you'd say to me, well, the problem is uh, my people, they don't have time in their schedules for discipleship and outreach, or you're feeling tired and frustrated with trying to get your people to do more or what they should be doing, we'd love to help you. So if, if you're interested in learning a full framework for discipleship and mission, if you want to grow in your gospel fluency, all that stuff and help all your people do that, be it starting with your family or your small group or your whole entire church, love to do that. Let's set up a short Zoom call, get to know you a little better, can answer any questions, tell you all about it. Just head on over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching, and we'll talk a little bit more about the coaching today on the podcast, but we'd love to help you out if you're interested, and I'll bet you are, or you wouldn't be listening to the podcast right now. So today, we're going to look at a bunch of false beliefs and misconceptions, bad practices, and faulty church tradition connected to discipleship, and really the way that the church in the West over the past 50, 60, or more years has understood it, and how all that has shaped our lack of discipleship, or the present discipleship crisis 
that we're experiencing in much of the church today, or at least I keep hearing it called that. And we might poke a couple bears along the way today. Some of those things that we tend to hold so sacred because that's how we've always done it. So we're going to do it anyway. There's a lot of talk about the need for discipleship these days. I'm glad for that and some much needed renewed focus on microgroups and such. But too much of that is unfortunately just, I think, refurbished small groups. When I sit in on the webinars and I talk to people about what they're doing, they're all excited. And it's really just still pretty inward, self-focus, and not the level of true change and momentum toward making disciples who make disciples in everyday life that's really needed. And so what I want to talk about today is changing your mind about discipleship or helping change other people's minds like your elders or staff, who knows? I I think there's some serious key issues that need addressing. And until we believe differently, we won't really start to make the changes that we need to make. Take a listen as Heath and I get into 10 misconceptions that we think need to be addressed. We were talking ahead of time, and you've kind of broken this down into like a list of things that we really need as leaders and even just as Christians Mm -hmm. to change our mind and our practice yeah. about when it comes to discipleship. So maybe we can get into that with your first thought. Yeah. Okay, great. So here, here's a bunch of things on the list uh, that we need to change our minds about concerning discipleship, and some of which we've probably touched on before, but I've been running into these same challenges a lot over the years and a lot recently. Like it's not getting that much better. Okay. okay. So I wanted to talk through a few and they're not in a perfect order or based on importance, like hierarchy or whatever, perfectly. I mean, I tried to kind of put them in some logical order, but, but they're all, I think, pretty important. Okay. So here's the first one. Okay. There are not, and this is something we got to change our mind about. There are not two different classes of Christian, meaning there are believers and then there's disciples. Okay. Hmm. There should be no difference in what it means to be a believer or a disciple. So That's like good. we, we got to believe that See, true believers or followers of Jesus will seek to increasingly live his life for his glory and for the glory of the father. Right. Yep. So to say you can be a Christian or like he's a believer, but he's not a disciple. That's false. I just don't mm-hmm. see that in scripture. But we want to we want to kind of say, well, but that's just the reality of it, man. Well, that's that comes from a small little false gospel. See, if we think the gospel is say a prayer, get out of heaven sin management until Jesus gets back or we mm-hmm. die and go to heaven. Well, then guess what? Then people could say, well, that that's a Christian because he said the prayer, but yeah, no, they don't really follow Jesus to try to live like him or make other disciples. That'd be like a fish saying, you know, I choose to believe I'm a fish. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've invited fish into my heart you know, or, <laughs> and I want to benefit from all that it is being a fish, but I never go into the water. I, you know, I just, I, I leave that to other people. Sure. That's just good. Go- I mean, that's, that's not goofy. the best yeah. analogy, but that's goofy. We've got to believe that. So we've got to start looking out across our communities, across our churches, and going, you know what? If they confess Christ, then they, they are disciples, and they they get to, like, uh, you know, they get to make disciples. Yeah, and, and even Jesus, right? Like, if you claim to be a follower of Jesus, he said to go out and make disciples. That wasn't an optional no, thing. Like, right. you have to be a disciple. You say, well, what about all the rest of the crowds? Yeah, well, he thinned them constantly, because when he called them to lay down their whole life, very few followed. And yeah. he even said to his disciples, hey, listen, the road is super narrow, yep. and most will not live it. Yeah, you're right. right? And they'll go back to religion. It's the easy thing to do. Yep, it is. So anyway, yeah, yeah. here's the next thing I think we got to change our mind about. And it kind of follows this last one. Discipleship flows out of our God-breathed identity, hmm. not out of religious obligation and activity. 
Yep, you're right. right. Like until we start thinking of it, it's like, well, no, like you're supposed to, you're supposed to make disciples. And so like, all right, I got to get through these classes or whatever. Like, no, we are a family because God's our common father. We're missionaries because we have a missionary God who sent a son on a mission who then challenged us and commanded us to go out and make disciples. We're servants like Jesus was. That's hmm. what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a disciple. We're a family of missionary servants now sent as Jesus' disciples to make more disciples of Jesus. Yeah. That is who we are. And I've said that phrase a zillion times before on the show. But we've got to change our mind about that. Discipleship flows out of identity, not out of religious obligation. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because when it flows out of uh, obligation, we're too busy. Like, it's not, you know, like when you have to do something, it's like, good luck. That leads right back to the last one. Well, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't really have a lot of time for that. Like, I mean, you know, probably when I retire or, or something. Who knows? Yeah. Right? No, identity, it, it changes oh, everything. Oh, man. Okay, uh, third one. Discipleship is a lifestyle not a set of classes, and it takes time. Yep. Like, we got to change our mind about that. And I, you know, I know a lot of people right now are going, yeah, man, you're right. It, yeah, it's not a set of classes. But most churches are structured to have like a set of classes. Like, if they even do, if right? They do it, yeah. If they even do, right? Yeah. Even if they do. So, um, discipleship's a lifestyle. And, and by the way, it reminds me, um, we did a two parter, which we don't do that often, but we, we did a two part episode creating the right discipleship environment. And it's really, I do remember that. Yeah. And so go check out both parts one and two of that. It's called Creating the Right Discipleship Environment. And if you just want to Google it, just put that in. And uh, part one and part two are in there. And it really goes to, like, what did Jesus' lifestyle look like? And, and that, that's why he was able to make disciples that went on to make disciples and change the whole world. And we're still here talking about it, right? Yeah. So we got to make that shift. Discipleship is a lifestyle, not a set of classes, which means it's going to take time. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Well, I remember being growing up in the church and hearing like, "Well, how else are you going to be discipled if you're not here on Wednesday night?" I'm like, well, if it's just happening on Wednesday nights, I'm probably not discipling for Sundays. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's so much more than that. It well, does. and here's number four. See, they, they, they not a bad order. These are kind of leading into each other. Uh, Got to change your mind about this. Discipleship does not happen effectively from just hearing sermons. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one more sermon, and we would be the most like mature body of people in our whole city would be changed. Now, yeah. and I don't want to say that sermons have nothing to do with our discipling because if the gospel's being proclaimed and it's helping us move from unbelief to belief about things, that's a part of it, but it won't happen just through sermons. Yeah. And, I, and I, even the best preachers I think would tell you that. Sure. And, I, and I've known uh, some really famous and I still do really smoking preachers, but they would say, yeah, that's not really discipleship. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a part of it. God uses that. Certainly he uses that. And I love preaching. But yeah. di- discipleship does not effectively happen just from hearing sermons. Okay. And if that was the case, if it was, now there's this thing called the internet and there's a <laughs> zillion great sermons on it. So problem solved, right? Problem solved. Yeah. But it's not. And we're going the wrong direction. Okay. Yep. You're right. All right. Number five. And I think I got 10. Right, let me just go okay, down the list. 10. I got 10. Yeah. Here's number five. Discipleship is not like a one-on-one activity. Hmm. You know, some people are like, well, you're right. I got to get back to it. I get, it's one-on-one. I got to find somebody. No, like, let me tell you, discipleship doesn't happen one-on-one to maturity. Sure. A- aspects of it, just like parenting, you might say, well, you know, like, do you do everything always, the five of you, Tina and the three kids? Hmm. No, not always. Sometimes I'm just with my son and we'll 
do you ever talk about the gospel and try to you disciple him in the gospel's heart? Yep. Well, see there. I'm not saying it can't, but it won't happen to maturity. It has to be in community. It takes the body of Christ to make a mature disciple. Here's why. And maybe I've said this before, but there again, this is one of those changes of mind is discipleship's not one-to-one. So don't say, well, like, ah, I'm going to get in. Our church is going after discipleship. And we're going to start this whole new one-on-one you know, discipleship program. Yeah. Well, it won't go very far because here's the thing. No one person is Jesus. Hmm. So if, if let's say you're just coming to faith and you and I are pals. And so you and I hang out a lot for the next two or three years. Sure. And we're going through all kinds of books and everything. Who are you most going to resemble spiritually in the next three years? Probably you. Probably me. <laughs> yeah. And though that might help in a sense, right? Yeah. Like you're learning some stuff and, and you're moving from, I'm not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and you know me well enough to know like, God's still working on you, bro. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? It takes all the different body parts coming to bear. All the different yep. in, you know gifts and experiences and maturity levels and all of, and perspective and all that, right? Yeah. And here's the other thing. It takes the gospel in community together out on mission, out of our comfort zone to really become mature. Hmm. Without the gospel, we're not going to become mature disciples. Discipleship sure. doesn't happen, okay? That's an easy one. Without community, we're one-on-one. I'm not Jesus. I just yeah. talked about that. And without living out on mission of making more disciples, well, then we don't, like, what are we gospeling? Like, it's easy to say, like, man, look at this guy. He's so holy. He's just sitting there in silence. There's coffee in the back, donuts. He's like taking notes like a, yeah. like a on fire, you know? <laughs> no, it, it really takes living out on mission together in a community to move to maturity. So until we change our mind about that one, yep. in a lot of places, that's, that's like their highest thing is like, everybody win one. You know, it's like, uh, sort of, yeah. no. Now, where does one-to-one discipleship have its... Uh, I think value in community as you identify people of peace in your life, those people who are leaning into relationship, you put an arm around them. Yep. You get them under wing to make sure they're connected to community. Yep. Don't let them drift away. Right. Like sure. You're going to have times with them alone, but your best thing you can do for them is get them connected to the body, connected to a community that's gospel centered. Absolutely. That's we that's something s- I'm really passionate about too, because if you look at a way at the way most of the Eastern like, world the eastern church does community yeah the west is really huge on this like my personal walk this is between me and god yeah and you're like it's just not the yeah. way that it was ever practiced originally yep. go into hiding done. study the book no it's always out. done in community yeah. yeah yeah well and it was that's how jesus learned the word that's how paul learned the word you know as yeah. humans right uh, he was the word but still as a man jesus was taught right as a yep. boy growing up and all that temple all yeah so um okay number six uh, another one we have to change our mind about discipleship's not a passing on of doctrine and knowledge about the Bible. Hmm. So all the deep Bible studies in the world don't necessarily equal discipleship because we That's all know that point. we've yeah. sat, we've sat in lots of Bible studies and no one's living it. No one's out discipling anybody. Exactly. No one's serving anybody. They're not living out of their identity. Um, cause you know what? It's not Bible literacy that we should be going after. It's hmm. gospel fluency. That's that mo- again. It's not Bible literacy that we should be going after. No, and lots and lots and lots of Bible. Sure. It's gospel fluency. It's the ability to speak and live and proclaim the good news into every area of life. Because remember, discipleship's that process of moving from unbelief to belief in every area of life. Yeah. And so just Bible literacy and knowledge alone, that's not discipleship. Hmm. But true discipleship, you're going to learn and live out all kinds of scripture. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, you're right. But we got to make that shift because still so many people are like, oh, we just got to get more Bible in people. That's the problem. 
The well, church I came from, yeah, that was the same way. And I was like, no, and I'm not even... saying don't teach the Bible. Please don't anybody hear that. Yeah. I'm not minimizing it even. I'm just saying that's not Bible. That's not discipleship alone. Otherwise, yeah. you just see, like, what did Jesus do for three, three plus years with his disciples? They just sat and read the scrolls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it they was life out. on life, right? And yep. there again, go back to those two episodes on creating the right discipleship environment. And it gives a whole bunch of the discipleship environment of, Z- of Jesus and what that really, really looked like. That's right. Yeah, man. Super, super important. Yep. All right, let's keep moving. This is good. All right, man. Uh, number seven. Discipleship is living your life as if Jesus lived your life, not you get to live your best life now and fit in a little religious activity or attendance when it fits. Hmm. And I don't think too many people would disagree with that. Sure. You know, like, like, oh, well, I thought these were things we have to change our mind about. Yeah, we do. You know why we need to change our mind? Because we put up with it. Hmm. And that kind of goes back to an earlier one. Where it's like, well, but there's two kinds of, you know, Christians. There's those who've said the prayer and they kind of just hang out and uh, praise God, they're saved. But then there's disciples, sure. well, the serious ones, you know, it's the 80-20 rule or whatever. It's like, no. And, and, and so we, we get to expect by the power of the Holy Spirit that, that we will increasingly live our lives as if Jesus was living it. Yep. And there's a great quote out there. I couldn't find it today, but, <laughs> but um, there's a great quote about that. And it's, it's not just assuming, well, and, you know, they said the prayer and, uh, and they're, you know, they're all building that American dream and living yeah. their life. And, you know, they kind of show up that the average now is 1.7 times a month. And, and uh, you know, when it fits, you know, but yeah, they're not really involved in community that much. But, you know, yeah, that's just kind of how it is these days. Hmm. No, no. Discipleship is living your life as if Jesus lived your life. Guess what he was focused on? It wasn't like building his business and getting the best house, didn't own one, didn't have a business. You know, it was his father's glory and mm. helping people understand and live in the kingdom and then pass it on. Like, like, like make disciples and teach them everything I've taught you live them in the way I did, right? Help them obey all this stuff and live this out. That's life in the kingdom. That's where they're going to have their best life now. Yeah. Like let's believe that Jesus lived the best possible life of any human ever did. Yeah. And let's, let's expect that's what God's doing in their life. And yeah. let's not settle for them just sort of living their best life now and fitting it in a little. And no, we got to change really the good that. news, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it is. It's for all people. All right, man, let's keep moving. Okay. A lot of these. Number eight, discipleship is the only mission Jesus gave the church, period. We got to change your mind. Wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. wait. You mean it's not the uh, the dream plan and the and the, the massive budgets and the everything else? New sound systems, lighting. <laughs> yeah. Better children's program, better yep. bus ministry. Yep. Yeah, yep. The new wing. No, it's not. And there again, a lot of people are going to like, I don't need to change my mind. I believe that. Discipleship's the only mission Jesus gave the church. Well, then does your budget reflect that? Hmm. Does your calendar, does your staff's time reflect out in the lives of tons and tons of people making disciples? Yeah, no. It doesn't. Yep. I, let's come on. Very few. I'm not saying nobody. So I'm not, sure. you know, like I said, I'm, I don't mean to be poking people in the chest, but... Right. See, discipleship is the only mission Jesus gave the church because it's always been a part of God's eternal purpose to fill the world with his glory. Which is what he's like. Yeah. Yeah. Which which, exactly. And who's exactly the glory of the father? Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) If you've seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus is the glory of God. And if if the eternal purpose is to fill the world with God's glory, in other words, Jesus. And so disciples of Jesus living his life with his spirit 
That's how the world get filled, gets filled with God's glory. So that's why, duh, no kidding, the discipleship would be the only mission Jesus gave the church. Hmm. We've got to change our minds about this. And we got to quit giving it sort of a nod and like a programmatic side of it or or something. But but really, because we got bills to pay, it's about getting enough people into this building and, you know, eking out the 3% of them that'll tithe and sure. so we can pay the bills. I mean, we... Every, there's great implication here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there really, really is. So if we just put that up, just put that up on the wall, you know, um, challenging my brothers and sisters who are leading others and working for churches or just even leading community, discipleship is the only mission Jesus gave the church. Yeah, you don't need a sexy slogan. That's that's beautiful. Just it's put the one that, thing you've yeah, been called just, to. And, and, like, and like look at your calendar and go like, okay, Mm-hmm. This is the only mission we got. And that leads perfectly into this next one, number nine, okay? okay? Discipleship's not the job of one person or one department in your church. That's so good. Okay? It's yeah, not. You don't just pay your pastor to do it. This is all, right. all hands on deck. You know, yeah. you know, or or the person who's like, you know, the uh, director of discipleship ministries. Like, and I know a lot of people, you're going, that's my job, you know, or I just yeah. hired somebody like that. Well, good, good on you, because you're trying to move the right direction. But if pastors and elders and all of your staff, et cetera, are not living this as a lifestyle and priority themselves, well, this is never going to change. Yeah. You can't say, well, we're all busy running the program over here, so this one guy is going to help other people go out and make disciples. No, no, no. The only mission of the church, we just talked about it, is to make disciples. And so discipleship can't just be one person's job or one yeah. department i mean that's just goofy that's stupid i've used the analogy before can you imagine like uh you own a honda car dealership and uh what's the whole mission of the honda car dealership sell hondas <laughs> you know yeah. right take care of hondas repair them you know but sell and sell hondas and you're like yeah well you know there's a guy whose job that is but uh, the rest of us it's something else like what are yeah. you doing eh, well we're, you know like we work on the lighting and like making sure the you know the coffee's made and the chairs are set up right and the lighting's just right and we move the cars around a lot and we talk about how cool it is to drive in fact every week i talk about how awesome driving hondas is uh, <laughs> you know but you selling any nah mm-hmm. nah that's uh we hired a guy a sales manager yeah. yeah but he doesn't like but you know what sales manager doesn't drive a car and he doesn't like he doesn't like hondas particularly like what no but he says there's a guy that does and he works here like what yeah it's so bad no like we got to change our mind about it discipleship's the only mission period yep and it's not one person's job okay Mm, that's so good okay and here's number 10 okay maturity in christ will only come from disciples making disciples like if you want to be a mature christian you got to get into the game. You got to make disciples. Yeah, and and I just share that from experience because I spent a lot of years studying and listening to sermons and doing all the classes and and you know signing up for you know all the programming and really all that. Hmm. It wasn't until we really got into community and started living this life and making. And I'm talking even as a pastor, sure, that like discipling each other and the the life on life and the the sanding down of my fear and my preference and my selfishness and all hmm. that. Like you, you, there's no way to mature like living in a gospel centered community on mission. There's just not. There's not. If you want to be mature, make disciples. If you want to have a church that's mature, disciple people. And mature disciples make disciples. That's right. So don't say, well, our church is pretty mature. Or that's a, there's, there's couples that are super mature. You know how I'll know if they're mature? They're making disciples. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me you're a mature disciple 
but I don't make disciples. You couldn't be. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. You, you know, just... You're neglecting the very thing Jesus told you to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You, but it, it does seem like people and pastors and church leaders will really need to wrestle with the implications of changing their beliefs in connection to, to each one of these, right? Yeah, because in everybody's context, how they specifically work out these 10 things, if they change their mind on them, there's, like you said, there's great implication. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be important for sure. And it's going to be very easy to hear this episode, be slightly offended, nod for most of it, feel like, well, we're, we're tackling a couple of those, you know, and not make a whole lot of change, though, you know, you know, or we're going to, you know what, I'm going to up my promotions on Sunday for our 101, 201, 301 and 401 Sunday school classes, you know, going to get it done, you know. But like I said earlier, if the pastors, elders and staff are not living this as a lifestyle and a priority themselves this is never going to change. Yeah. I, I recently uh, saw a, a set of statistics that blew my mind. Okay. okay. And, and um, it was crazy. Um, they, inter- they, um, this organization um, interviewed and polled a whole bunch of uh, leaders, church leaders and pastors, right? Okay. Okay. So, so here's the statistics. Okay. Churches who identified training people to disciple others as the most significant area of breakthrough they had in the previous year, 20% of churches polled said that. Like what? Are, what the heck are you other eighty percent doing? I, I know, right? I know. But, Eight out of ten. But the twenty said, "Yeah, the most significant breakthrough we had was in in actually training, equipping people to disciple." Wow. Okay. Forty eight percent of church leaders who identified training people to disciple others as the biggest growth opportunity for their church. Okay. So mm-hmm. half of leaders said, "Yeah, our biggest growth." Forty eight percent said, "Our biggest growth opportunity." is discipling, training people to disciple, you know? And second place wasn't even close, according to to the statistician, okay? And then church leaders who believe that receiving training themselves is the most important next step for taking their discipleship process to the next level, 51%. Now, see, that that one doesn't surprise me. Now, it surprises me that 51% of pastors say, hey, my biggest leap of growth and taking my church and discipleship to the next level is going to be me receiving training. And you know why that doesn't surprise me too much is that most most people who are pastors were never discipled. It's true. They went through seminary, head knowledge. Yep. And and most people tell you been through seminary. I'm one of them. Yep. Uh, I didn't learn a whole lot about disciple making. No. <laughs> you know, it was more how to run a church. Sure. You know what I mean? Maybe how to preach or whatever, or be a Sunday school or worship leader or sure. youth guy or whatever. And um and 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 I and I love that because it, that's that's more than half that say it's a priority for me to receive training myself. And you know what? I don't I don't I don't want to shame anybody. It our church didn't exist when most of us here in this today we weren't raised in churches, even if you're pastoring, where you were discipled, where the gospel touched down in every area of life hmm. and how to speak it and live it. And it was a lifestyle, sure. right? And people saw your life and how was I trained? How was I discipled? Man, I was with people. I saw their parenting. I saw their marriages. I saw them fighting, forgiving, gospel in each other's hearts. That's how I learned. Hmm. Yeah, and I did some seminary, you know, great. Sure. But no, most didn't. And so, you know, that's why, that's why we've given so much of our time in life to coaching people, you know, Tina and I. It's the best thing we do. You know, yeah. okay, I love the podcast more. No. <laughs> no, I love the coaching we get to do. And I know that the folks we coach listen to the podcast as well. I love sure. you guys. It's the greatest privilege we have is to help you disciple help disciple you, but in ways that are reproducible. So and I'm and we're watching you make disciples who make disciples and change your churches, change your neighborhoods, little by little, and yeah. it's it's happening. 
I just, I have to say, if there's any interest at all in being part of that 51% of leaders, church leaders who feel like that receiving training themselves is their most important next step, please check out the coaching that we offer. Okay. Just in a little while here, we're going to be, you know, starting up some new cohorts. And even if you're hearing this, like, well, I don't know when this was recorded. We're always coaching. All you have to do is go over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. And that'll take you to a page. It'll kind of explain what we do. And you'll fill out a little thing to see if it's a good fit and if we want to talk and and see if it's a good fit or not. It's not good for everybody because we're serious and coaching requires some effort. Yeah, there's (laughs) some action items. Yeah, Yeah. right. So anyway, if you're interested at all, everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. I would love to have you. Now, we don't have tons of spots because we can only coach so many people. And And the way you guys coach is... It's not like, hey, see you next week. Don't contact us. No, it's high Which, touch. Yeah, yeah you're, you know, you're, I mean, you you're, see my phone blows up all day with Voxer messages. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. my favorite part of the day. Yeah. What's going on? These are like our family. Yeah. Like, so, like, I want you to be a part of the family. <laughs> all awesome, right. man. You get yeah. to. All right. Let's okay. wrap it up. Big three. Yep. And as always, we want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's topic. If nothing else, you don't want to miss these. And you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three. It's all typed out for you as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G three. All right, Caesar. what are the big three for this week? All right, here's the big three. Don't miss these. First one, if the church keeps doing what it has been doing for decades in connection to disciple making, we will continue to see a decline in Christianity in our time. Hmm. Yeah, the stats say that too. I've yeah, seen reports. Because when we began to believe a small gospel that was man-centered and focused on our afterlife in heaven, while we just kept attending church, trying not to sin here on earth, we lost the one true mission of the church, hmm. make disciples. Okay, there's yeah. no better time and today to start changing our minds, getting some equipping, changing the church, and starting to change the world in light of what Jesus commanded us to do and promised us he would do with us, right? Yeah. He didn't even tell us to go to church every Sunday or to read a Bible every week or to, like, go it to was church. literally Those go... words never came out of Jesus' mouth. No. And this isn't, that's not a slam. Please, no. go be with the church. But make disciples. Your building's not a church. Yeah, make disciples. Yeah. All right, number two. Okay, number two. God's eternal purpose has always been to fill the world with his glory, what he's like, his essence and love. So the grand mystery of the ages, Paul said it was the mystery revealed, is that he always planned to do that, filling the world with his glory, through disciples of Jesus, filled with God's own spirit, making more disciples of Jesus all over the world. Every nation, every state, every city, every neighborhood, tribe and tongue, okay? Mm. And you know what? We get to be a part of the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what are we going to waste our lives, what, chasing the American dream, die, and it's we leave it all to who knows what? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Or the whatever whatever country you live in. You, I know I've talked to other people like, we don't call it the American dream, but we call it the, the Swedish dream, you sure. know, or the Norwegian dream life or whatever. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> all right, here's number three. Okay. Talk through these these ten shifts in thinking with with your church leaders or staff or a community. Like if you're bold enough, like yeah. right, like I'll put all ten in with the with the big three. Okay, okay, or listen to the episode, you know, yeah. right, and pause it or whatever, and uh, you know, do that right, and decide on what the implications are for you and your people. Okay, remembering that discipleship starts at home the leader's home, and moves outward from there. Yeah. Okay? Get into a coaching relationship to learn how to be a disciple. You know, how to be a disciple-making church or leader. Yeah. You know, chances are, like I said earlier, you've never been discipled in a way that the gospel spoke into and transformed every area of life. So don't stay stuck. Be humble. Get some help. 
And again, I, I would love it if, if, you know, I could be your coach. And, and again, Tina and I coach as couples because if you're going to do this at home, you got to be doing it as couples. Sure. I mean, we have some people, we do singles now and then, you know, or someone's like, well, there's just no way I can do this with my spouse, whatever. But it's so rare right now. We yeah. almost only do, and we prefer to do couples. So again, if you want to just at least check it out, see what's into it, you know, and I know it's easy to fluff it off. Like, eh, I don't have time for that. It's like, that's why we don't have disciples making disciples, you know, yeah. or like, Oh, it costs something. It's not free. You know, I get people literally email me, hammering yeah. me. Oh, I got to pay. I got to pay to be a disciple. No, you don't have to. But yeah. if you don't know how, where are you going to get it? And if your church, if you don't know, I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So check it out. That. All you got to do right now, don't blow it off. At least take that first step and check it all out by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. And you'll get all the details. And maybe it's a good fit. And we would love to be your coaches. And we'll help you live this life and help you see others make disciples who make disciples. You can. We get to. It's not a mystery. We'll show you how. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again, Heath. I love you, brother. Please join me again right here, new episodes every Monday, and we'll continue to make discipleship and missional living a whole lot simpler together. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.